ain't shift work and we here to motivate keeping god first helping you to keep the faith uh, shift work this is what we doing bringing y'all together connecting with pastor susan dropping truth bombs uh, only speaking facts learning from the scripture all in the podcast shifting our thinking and we spreading the word all in his name you know that it's shift work let's go ready for the final this meeting is being recorded the final okay so this is the very last monday motivation call of our 2023 summer semester and i thought what better way than to compile everything that we've talked about over the last five weeks into this last one and for some reason this word scares the bejesus out of people Okay, but anyway, our topic this week is on leadership. Look, I already know people are like, "Mm -mm, I'm not a leader. Nope, nope, I don't want any part of that. No, 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 I've been there, done it, got the t-shirt, checked out, moved on. But something that we all need to remember is we are all natural leaders because we have been called by the one true God. We have been designed to do specific things, as we've talked about, and it, that alone naturally puts us into a role of leadership. So we're going to kind of open that word up today and kind of debunk what people fear about it. Um, I would say that probably the most common fear when people think about leadership is, oh, I have to be the one in charge. I have to be the one up front and center. Everybody's going to be looking at me. Everybody's going to be depending on me. And and that will create so much fear. That creates anxiety. It creates, oh my gosh, it stresses you out, right? Because we don't want to be in that, but it is so different. So we're going to look at it, how it can motivate us um, and how we can stretch that word leadership um, in so many different directions that you don't really think about. So leadership is where, this is one of the definitions. Leadership is where the leader has influence over the behavior of individuals or groups around them to achieve desired goals. So I'm going to read that again. Leadership is where the leader has influence over the behavior of individuals or groups around him to achieve desired goals. Well. The Bible tells us that leadership is quite the opposite of what everybody fears of that word. The Bible tells us that leadership is actually servantship. It's servanthood. And we see Jesus himself, even though he was the ultimate leader, what was he first? He was first a servant. He wasn't the big bad guy in charge that was calling all the shots and people feared him. And if I do it wrong, what is he going to think? And a lot of people think that of the leadership, they think boss, right? They think boss. And that's, and we've all dealt with bosses or leaders in our life that maybe did operate that way. And that's another reason why it may kind of twinge us a little bit when we hear that word. But Jesus was the ultimate servant. He went and he served the people first, which naturally made him a leader. So um, I want to give you the scripture for this week. 
And we're going to really dig into why it's important that you understand leadership, why you are naturally born a leader, and what the Word tells you about it. So Acts 20, 28 says this. And every time I I hear this scripture, y'all, it really convicts me um, to, number one, be grateful and thankful that the Lord um, uses me the way that he does, but it also really puts into perspective the responsibility that he has also given me. So he's given me great trust, but he's also given great responsibility. So Acts 20.28 says this, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So let's just break that down for a second. It says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. We are leaders in our everyday lives, even when we don't know that we are leaders. So let me point out some ways that you will find that you are technically leading already, but you may not see yourself as that leadership title or role, right? Um, Number one, you lead your children. If you have kids, if they're living in the home, if they're still If they're not living in the home, if they're out on their own, if they're adults, guess what? You still lead your children. You still lead them by guiding them, by um, sharing your experiences with them so that they don't make the same mistakes. You lead them by teaching them. I mean, really dig into the the ways that we lead our kids. Um, Maybe you've got a family recipe that you have taught them how to make. You have led them into your family values, into your family um, secrets, right? And so you have led them in a way that they can carry on traditions for you. You have led them. So when we're leading, we are leading lots of people that we don't understand, that we're already in leadership. So our children, um, our jobs. Some of you may or may not be hold management roles in your job, but guess what? You, there is still a place in your current job where you are leading someone. You are leading them by training them. Maybe you are the trainer. Maybe you are teaching them um, even a new way to use a a POS system, whatever, whatever it may be. You can really drill down and see where you are leading people on the job. Um, Maybe you are, uh, maybe you work a bunch around a bunch of teenagers. Let me just throw this out there. So the other day, me and my husband, where were we at? And they were just talking so much smack. Oh, we were at a resale shop. I'm telling you, these girls at the register, they were not paying anything. They were ringing us up, but not paying a lick of attention to us. But during the process, they were all into each other. They were talking about so many people that they work with there at the store. And oh, I know she ain't going to ask me to do that. No. Girl, you know, I'll look at her crazy. Like, these are the conversations, right? And I'm just standing smiling. I'm listening to all of it, right? But even in situation, maybe you work like with people like that. Maybe you can lead those people even. Think, think outside the leadership title, okay? The title means nothing. It's the role that means everything. You are leading people. We, we need to be leading people in the way of Christ, Christ-like. But maybe you could lead those people and say, hey, guys, you know, 
I get it. We're going to talk. We're going to gossip is like a thing, but maybe when the, the guests are here or when the customers are here, try to let's take care of them first before y'all are spending so much time talking. And, and it could be in any little small manner like that, but we are leading people. We are leading our home. You know, we are as women. No, I don't have any men on here today. As women, um, even if the, the man is the head of the household, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm meaning is we lead our home as in scheduling. Think about it. Okay, who's got to go where, when? Okay, what do we need on the grocery list? Um, what needs to get done in order for this uh, guest to come over and spend the night? Like you are leading kind of all those little intricate details about your home. Um, so we lead in all kinds of ways. So that scripture says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He has made you an overseer of exactly the place that you're in leading. That is not only trust, but it is also responsibility. And then the second part of that says to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. We must remember, even when we don't like the people that we're leading, or we are struggling with um, calling ourselves a leader or taking um, ownership of what God is giving us to lead, that we are called to care for his people, the very people in which Jesus gave his blood for. He didn't just give them for the Christians. He didn't just give them to us. For, he didn't just give his blood and die for the people that will eventually say yes to him. He gave it for everyone so that everyone would have the opportunity to say yes to him. So just just kind of play that out in your mind for a second. It's not just for the people that say yes to Jesus. It's for all the people to have the opportunity to say yes to him. And that's, all, that's those people that we are overseeing. And we are the hands and feet. I know we've said that a thousand times. We are his mouthpiece. We are here to do the physical things that God cannot do. And one of them is leading people back to him. So Acts 20, 28. So how is leadership important? I'm going to give you five leadership directives. So I want you to mark these down, five leadership directives that um, if you are finding yourself in, in the role of being a leader, wherever that is, your home, your job, your children, your friends, you know, the, even friend groups kind of have that one person that kind of takes the charge to kind of help get things together and get things rolling. That, that's just natural. That's just natural because there's always the opposite person too. There's always the one that is at the back, right? They need the leader. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, they're going to be the ones that step back and wait for someone to step into that role. Y'all know, we all have people. Maybe you're, you're that person that you want somebody to lead you. So here's your five leadership directives. And these are things I want you to think about if um, you're considering taking a leadership role. You're currently in a leadership role. You know that God is calling you into a leadership role. Maybe it's a small group leader. Y'all, that is leading. Hello, that is leading. And then I know many people on here are leading a small group. So think about these five things. And if you want to make sure that you are having a very clear impact as a leader in whatever form that is, okay, again, the kids, the home, the job, the training, the friend circles, the small group, the church, whatever it is, this will let you know. Number one is have a clear purpose. Okay, what is the purpose of where you're at? Okay, so let's just go with an easy one. Um, as a mom, 
sake, you know that you have been entrusted these children to raise them in the way of God, right? The scripture says, raise them up and they will not depart from it, right? So we know we have been given a clear focus is to raise, a clear purpose is to raise these children and raise them godly. But think about, really drill down, what is your purpose in any situation? If it's leading a small group, what is your purpose of leading that small group? Right? To, to build community. Write them all down. It could be any, your, it's your answer, not my answer. So what does that clear purpose look like to you? Because if we are in a leadership role, which everybody on this call is, because we are naturally given that, if we are in that, we need to know what the purpose is in that leadership role. Where, where, is, where do you fall in that circle of friends? Like, what is your purpose? Why did God give you that circle of friends, right? Let's really pay attention and have clear purpose. Number two, have a clear direction. Okay, I know my, my, in my job, my role here is to train all the new employees that come into my department. Okay, maybe that's you. Okay, you've got a clear purpose. Your purpose is they need to learn this, 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 and this, right? That's your clear purpose. But your clear direction, right, is to make sure that they have all the do's and don'ts, make sure they have the training manual, make sure they know um, the goods, the bads, and uglies of the job. Make sure, like, give them direction. You've got to have a clear direction that by the end of training that they know how to do this, 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 and this. They know the policies and procedures. They know how many vacation days that they get every month. Like, a direction, okay? And even, like, and I keep going back to the home because we all live in a home. And if, if we don't have that, anybody that lives in the direct home with us, we still have people in our circle of influence around what we call home that we are still leading in our lives. So number one was have a clear purpose. Number two is have a clear um, direction. Number three, have a clear vision of whom you are serving. And I want to, I really want to stop here for just a second because Acts 20, 28 tells us, pay careful attention to the flock that you have been given. Pay careful attention to that. You have been entrusted, this flock, this friendship, this small group member, okay? Pay careful attention to it. Have a clear vision of who you are serving. Okay, who is this person? What is this job? Who is this thing? But let's take that a step further and go, do we have a clear vision of God? Do we have a clear vision of Jesus Christ in our lives? Because ultimately, as a leader, we are a servant, right? We are to serve the people. We're not to boss them around. You know, we've talked about that already, but we are to serve them. So do we have a clear vision of the people that we're serving? What's going on in their lives? Maybe this is just a coworker. Maybe it's a part-time person that works on your shift. Maybe you're full-time, she's part-time, and that's the only really difference between the two of you. But let's have a clear vision of who, who is this person? Like, what do I know about them? Where are they struggling in their lives? Like, what, what is their history? Like, do, do they have trauma? Do, do they need encouragement? Do they, have they ever been to church in their lives? Like, these are qualifying questions that we can clearly get to know someone better and get a better vision of whom we're serving. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll just use a quick example. Y'all know I work with students and every, 
you got to have some cray cray in your DNA. That's what I call it. Cray cray in the DNA in order to work with students. But um, every student is so different. And especially on student nights, um, there's always groups. Okay. You've got your really outgoing. And it's like every, it's like high school again, right? It literally is high school. What am I talking about? You've got your really outgoing people that they're going to play games, that they are going to, hey, I don't care who you are. Come over and play with me, right? And then you've got your groups that are, they're just waiting for some, they'll go in and they'll interact, but they're waiting for someone to kind of take that lead and pull them in. And then you have this group that's over here that just is terrified to get off the couch, right? They are just like, they're shy. They don't know how to interact very well. They don't know how to. And my, what I do is I love, I start with, with the couch first. I start with the couch first. And I try to kind of get in, who are they? You know, I'm trying to get a better vision of who I'm serving here so that I can have a clearer direction and a clearer purpose over that young person's life. Like, what do they like to do in school? Are they involved in anything? Because mentally what I'm doing is I'm thinking, what is another student here that has got similarities that I can pair these two up and create friendships and start a community here. And so I think that we need to do that in our circles. So when it says have a clear vision of whom you serve, get in there, get in the nitty gritty, get dirty and ask questions. Cause y'all know I'll ask y'all anything. I want to know it all. And now y'all know my secret. Cause I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, how can I serve this one? All right. So number four, be driven by your values got five minutes left. Be driven by your values. And maybe you need to think, what are your even values? Do you, do you have core values? Relate has core values. And maybe you haven't thought about it, but our, our core values are, right, love God, love people. We've got core values and we have a mission statement. So y'all know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. Okay, that's our mission statement. But we have core values, love God, love people, pursue excellence, give um, exceedingly. So what are your values when it comes to leading someone? Okay, I I can tell you your, your number one has to be that I believe God's word is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That, that should be our first value. That should be absolutely the first value, the thing that we value most in our lives is God's word and who he is. So have a clear vision of whom you serve. Be driven by your values, meaning everything you do supports that. Everything we do supports those values. Just like a mission or a ministry, we all have values in these things, and everything we do is driven from that. So, And then the last one, number five, is be authentic. Be your authentic self. Do not try to be anybody else. Do not try to emulate anybody else. You can try other leadership styles. I do it all the time. Okay, let me try that and see if that will work with this group of people. But still be authentic in the process because people, we, y'all, all right, let's just be real. As women, we can spot fake from a mile let's go two miles away. We can spot fake from two miles away. And we're going to deal with it. We're going to deal with it all the time. But let me just, I want to say this carefully. Let's always remember that it's not someone maybe purposely trying to come off 
different, but they may not have walked into their own identity. Do you understand what I'm saying? They may be trying too hard to be influenced by whatever influences are on Instagram, whatever ways that they have seen people act that have gotten what they want, or, you know, whatever the case may be, we know, and we can spot, let's not even call it fake, let's call it inauthenticity, if that's a word, I just made it one. We know that being authentic is really hard. It's really hard every day, even for who we are right now, because we've come into circles, we come into groups, we come into jobs, and we feel like we almost have to turn ourselves into something that we normally aren't. And I'm not saying don't turn on the charm. We should always be charmful. We should always be kind. We should always be peaceful, right? We just talked about peace. But be as authentic as you can. We want to see Ollie. We want to see Carla. We want to see Tiffany. We want to see Jess. We want to see Jessica and Anna and Shay and Judy and Rhonda. We want to see all these people. We want to see your heart. And we want to know that you are authentic in who you're training around you. So God has surrounded you with opportunities to lead. Just yesterday, pastor preached about, hey, are you taking those opportunities or are you passing them by? We talked about the story of uh, the man who was robbed on the side of the road and the religious man passed him, right? And then the dignified man passed him. And then who stopped? Just a regular old Joe stopped and not only picked him up and took him to some place to keep him and take care of him, but paid to, for his caretaking for weeks on end, right? Are we stopping to pick up those people that we see need direction in their lives? Because again, pay careful attention to yourselves and to the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. If he brings you to it, he will bring you through it. Amen. Okay. So other ways to lead, uh, peace, intent, investment of your time, your talent, your treasure, challenging yourself. Every week, what we have talked about has led up to this right here. It's all a part of leadership. So here's your motivation. Take inventory of who you're leading this week. Write it down. You'll be really surprised about the number of people that God is trusting you as your flock around you. Write it down. Write down your directive in that role. We just talked about the five leadership directives. What is your directive in that role? What is your purpose with that person? Because if you don't understand all of that, you're not going to be an effective leader. Um, and then here's your challenge. I need you guys to rise up, and I want you all to take this semester of motivation and go and use it. Go and give it. Go and motivate others. How are you going to motivate people? Just make a six-week plan. We just had a six-week plan. Y'all see how fast it goes. Take this six weeks. And plan something where you can go motivate others one time a week for the next six weeks. And then here is your quote. It is by John Maxwell, like the ultimate leader in business especially, but he is a spiritual leader as well. This man is so wise. If you have never heard any of his podcasts, you've never read any of his books, you've got to because he is so inspirational. He says this, a leader is one who knows the way goes the way, and shows the way. So think about that. A leader is one who knows the way, who goes the way, and then shows the way, brings people along with them. So I have enjoyed you guys this semester. Um, again, if you want, on Sunday, we are going to meet for lunch right after second service. We'll just go somewhere nearby 
Uh, we can just chit chat over the next six weeks and maybe talk ideas for how you guys are going to motivate people for the rest of the summer. But let me pray you out. Um, I love you guys so much. Thank you all for being a part of this. It really, um, it helps me. Um, you guys are leading me into digging more into the word every week so that I'm more prepared for this call. So I'm very appreciative of that of you guys leading me and me being a part of your flock. So Lord God, I just thank you so much for every single one of these ladies on this call. I ask that you just bless them. You bless their socks off, Lord, that we see financial blessings come through, that we see job blessings come through. We see you just drop so many opportunities for them to reach out to others with the flock that you are putting around them, God, and that you just increase their leadership ability and their skills and their desire to lead other people back to you, God. We just thank you uh, for everything that you have planned ahead for us to walk in your goodness, God, because that's all that you give us, and that's all that we desire from you, Father. And we just, we give you every step of every day, God, and we just ask that you bless all the people around us, Lord God, and that you just bring them to know you better and better every day. And we give you all glory for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, who's going to lead this next semester? That's what I want to know. That's what I'm praying about. Love you guys. That was the biggest kiss ever. Okay, bye. <laughs>